This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast, or as some would say in other parts of the country, Annyeonghaseyo, Sean Ayo. Uh, no one knows what that means. I'm confident someone knows what I that know means. what that means. Hey, welcome, welcome back to the podcast to you, Sean. You always welcome us, but it's true. let's welcome you after your birthday wow. celebration, uh, a couple of days off. Uh, you're 30 years old now. That's what the word on the street is. So that's, how does that feel? About the same. Fair enough. <laughs> Pretty much the same. Same as last week. We also have another guest here that you, you guys are all probably hearing now, the lovely vo- voice of, uh. Our dear friend and sister in Christ, Connie Johnson. Hello. She's actually only going to speak in Korean from here on out. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Wow. Connie, how are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. Wow. Very concise. I mean, things are good. You know, God is good. Yeah, yeah. So you guys had uh, hosted a Thanksgiving party. Uh, how was that for you guys? Yeah, it was it was fun. It was fun to have Alex home from Virginia and, um, you know, we missed Ellie and her family. But yeah, Alex home and just doing the normal, like as if he never left. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's really fun. I, mm-hmm. I know I was a little upset that, you know, he, I, he didn't make time for me. You know what? He fine. told me, he's like, I'm, I, I'm trying to get together with, but we just, he was here was, for, honestly... Two and a half days, totally. kind of like, yeah. No, no, I mean, I'm just, I'm a little bit resentful for that. <laughs> I'm a little bit resentful that you didn't invite me over to have leftovers. Oh, or, I hear that just the the spread was pretty amazing. Oh, well, I have a lot of help at my girls. I heard you were like, you had like multiple <laughs> burners you know, burners rolling. You just, you just run around inside, outside. Well, upside I, down, I have a smaller, smaller kitchen, so I kind of need to use the outside yeah. You know, we have to get gas burners and everything. So, it's yeah, it's kind of a crazy deal. It's a whole operation. It is. It yeah. is. Once a year. Well, it's great to have you with us Thank on the podcast. You. I feel like it's been a while. So Yeah, I think you replaced me last time with oh, the missionary that's... or something. I don't know. Oh, it's probably. <laughs> it's your fault. No it's... one could ever replace you, Connie. You're so, you guys are so sweet. I always feel really good after I do a podcast. Aww. With you. I was, you remember how scared I was the first time I did it? I, I was like freaked out. I felt like this was so, I mean, you feel like you're coming into a studio when you come yeah. in here. It, it, well, it is a studio. I know, I know, but like a real studio. Like, you know what? I mean? <laughs> Stop it. None of, none of the second rate. I, none of the second rate. <laughs> BBC Guys, worship this is, stuff. This is like A plus business All right. here. All right. Well, anyway, but now I'm a lot more relaxed. You guys made me feel relaxed. That's so good. Thank you. That's good. It's always a good time with Connie. Sean, uh, what are we talking about today? Man, how exciting, because it's Christmas, everybody. Uh, yeah, so if you were here last week listening when I wasn't here, then you heard that we wrapped up our uh, House of Household of God series with a uh, time focusing on worship. And how fitting, right? Because we just talked all about just the heart of worship and the reality of worship in our lives. And then we were just chatting before um, the podcast, but now we're heading into a season where literally you go into stores and you walk on the streets and people who don't even know Jesus are singing words like hark the herald angels sing or come let us adore him or, or whatnot. And we're surrounded with worship or opportunities to at least point towards Jesus. So all that said, we're starting our new series as of this last Sunday and it's called Glimpses of Glory. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. That sounds, that sounds and nice. from now until about probably like a year and a half from now, we're going to be in the Gospel of Luke. 
With some fun. breaks here and there. Some right? breaks here and there. Yeah. As needed. Um, but yeah, it's just the, God is so kind in the timing of it because Luke opens up with just this account of leading up to the birth of Jesus, you know? And so that's where we are today. We, we are looking at that first chunk of Luke 1. Yeah. And Nate did an amazing job here at the crossing. Charlie was at, was at the Altamont. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but it was just really encouraging to just to see God's sovereign hand revealing his plan throughout history and time. And basically just covering the, the prophecy about the coming of the Messiah and how you, th- you just think about all the the longing and all the prayer and all the waiting and and some some people you know throughout the generations choosing to trust God's plan, others maybe getting bitter or giving up hope, and then to come to this point in history where uh, it's happening. You know, mm. it's just it's it, it really just fills you with a sense of wonder and awe and, and worship. And Connie, I'm curious, just kind of what um. I know some some cool answered prayers have happened and just some God's been doing some cool things in your life. Like how how have you seen God's sovereign plan and faithfulness kind of work out um, just in, in your life personally? We, we were talking a little bit offline earlier. Um, I'd love for you to share some of that. Um, well, you know, it's you have certain plans for your kids, like what you think that they're where you think they're going to end up or um, what you hope for them. And sometimes, like, for example, Alex is, is a good example for me because I, and Dan, you and I have talked about this before. <laughs> I'm like, why does he want to go to, out of state for school, you know? Right, right. Um, and it was really disheartening for us that he would not stay in the state, not go to a UC. Like, we just, we have these plans as parents. Sure. Like, this, this is the right plan for you, you know? Right, right. And I've been, of course, praying for him for years and years about his his life and his wife to be, you know, who, whoever that is. And, um, it's God just answers in a way sometimes that we're not expecting. Like I didn't expect him to be in Virginia mm-hmm. for these, um, college years. I, that was difficult for, for, yeah. for us to accept. But now that he's there and he sends us like, you know, their convocation messages and just things he's learning on his floor and with his, um, small group, I just feel like, wow, what a confirmation that that is exactly where he needs to be. And I'm grateful that, that the Lord um, kind of helped Walt and me to sort of be, make that little transition turn mm. and not be resentful or not be upset um, about the way God was answering all those prayers, right? Yeah. And um, uh, that just reminds me, I mean, just looking at, as I was looking over the notes after the sermon and reading through Zechariah and Elizabeth and how, um, I love that it says that they were righteous and blameless before mm. God. And yet, um, it's encouraging to see Zechariah here. He's praying um, in the holy place and probably asking about a lot of things for the the, for the nation of, of Israel, but also I'm sure asking for personal things, which the one thing that's mentioned is they're barren. Yeah. And he's, I'm sure, praying about that. And when the angel comes and says, I have good news for you. She's mm-hmm. going to be, um, you're going to be a dad. You're going to be a mom. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> so wait a second. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute. You know, and, and I just, that, I mean, as it's discouraging in the sense of like, God is so patient with us. Even when he answers our prayers, we almost don't want to believe it, you know? Mm. But yet it's encouraging that even Zechariah, who was a priest, 
Yeah. Could not believe this answer. Yeah, totally. And and I don't know, it makes me think of that that lyric from from Joy to the World, Sean. You're talking about these Christmas hymns we sing. They're just so packed full of just beautiful truth. But it says, let every heart prepare him room. And you think about the way that God chose to have the Messiah enter into the world, the way that he, the kind of the humble upbringings and just, you know, born in the dirt, like, you know, in a manger and not really, you know, taking on the the political establishment and, and overthrowing this oppressive government, like not being the kind of king that I think a lot of the Israelites were, you know, were looking for. Um, I think a lot of people didn't prepare him room. You know, they, they, in their heart, they, 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 they were closed off to, to how God was going to fulfill his promise. And man, I think it happens to us too, right? It's easy for us to be like, to look at, you know, the Jewish people in that day and be like, man, why didn't you, why didn't you accept like God, this is what you've been waiting for. Like Jesus is here. Like, you know, um, but I think it happens to us too, to your point, Connie, where we we pray and we feel like God is is told us what He's going to do, but then it, it 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 plays out differently than what we expect, and so it's it's hard for us to make room <laughs> in our hearts for God's plan. And um, I don't know, if, I don't know if you experience that challenge too, Sean. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good like reminder of. Just being intentional to pray biblically, you know, because a lot of times we kind of set ourselves up for that situation by how we pray and how we ask for things, you know, sometimes because we, we deem them as good things, we pray pretty specifically for something and we don't in that situation leave room for God's wisdom, you know, Mm -hmm. and his sovereignty. And so we'll say prayers of like, God, please let me get this job, you know, Yeah. period without the whole sense like Jesus modeled of Lord, your will be done, you know, and please, I would love this job, but if that's not your will, then give me peace in the situation. Help me see other opportunities, that kind of prayer, you know? And a lot of times I think we're all guilty of this sometimes. Like we just want a thing and we think it's good and it could be a good thing, but maybe it's just not what God has planned for us. Right. So I think being intentional in how we pray to God with a sense of like humility and just yielding to him can really help uh, two things like protect our hearts. If he doesn't answer the way we want, but then also just keep us more open to maybe he's answering ways that we just can't see if we're so fixed on that one thing, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's like, there's a sweet spot too, right? Because you could also take like, uh, you know, uh, a mindset where it's like, well, God's just going to do his thing anyway. And why even tell him what I want? And, or, or I'll just tell him some, I'll just pray really like super generically, you know, and, and not really get into not really share my heart with my father, you know, and I don't think that's good either. Right. So, so there's nothing wrong with being specific and, and praying, um, for, for the, the desires of your heart and, and increasingly seeking to have those desires aligned with God's mm-hmm. heart and to pray big prayers and to, to really swing for the fences with our prayers, but to also have this, this trust and understanding Hey God, I know I know you're going to do your thing, and I'm going to trust you no matter what it looks like. I think that's a that's the balance that's you know that we need to always be um, mindful of when we're praying. I was speaking with um, uh, a gal yesterday in my office, and she was we were talking about this very thing, which mm-hmm. is the idea. She was saying, um, 
she's praying for something very specific. Yeah. Well, she's pregnant. So she's like, I'm praying that I want to pray according to God's will, but I really want to make sure that this baby is healthy and yeah. have a good delivery. And I mean, she goes, but I don't know if I should pray that mm. because I want, I want to be submitted to his will, you know? And, and I was like, you know, there's no, there's nothing wrong with praying for those things. Right. God asks us to pray specifically for things that we want. But but your whole the way you ended your your talk was you're saying you have to be submitted to him though you mm-hmm. know so what the, my question is what is the difference between praying boldly confidently um, and also humbly and submitted to to God's will because it seems like you know some yeah. people fall on one end or the other name and claim it yeah well we gotta go we gotta go to Jesus I think right Jesus teaches us how to pray. Mm-hmm. And we we spent some time studying John fifteen mm-hmm. and John seventeen, right? The great the great high priestly prayer that Jesus prays. Um, you know, obviously you can look at the Lord's prayer as well. But but I really I think if we look at what Jesus taught and if we study the way he prayed, I think we can really f- find that sweet spot that we're talking about. So. John 15, 7, right? It says, if you guys remember, we studied this in staff. We, we memorized it. Do you guys still have it, by the way? I don't. I lost I, it. I, I buddy If it. you start me off, but yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah. 7 is. I know. Start so, off, so, I the tree vine. That's the start. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So verse 7 is, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Mm-hmm. So I think what people hear is the second part of that. Wow. I can ask, I can ask the Father mm-hmm. whatever I want and, mm-hmm. and I'll get it. That's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But there's some qualifiers on there. Right? The first part is like th- this is not a this is not just a carte blanche like go for it, you know? You you, you th- there there are some stipulations on it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. So the condition is this, like do Je- first of all, do Jesus's words abide in you? And are you are you staying lovingly connected? Are you are you at home? with your savior, Jesus, are you so in lockstep with him that you, you're, you're just, you're, like we said before, your desires are his desires, you know? exactly. And I think that is the first thing that comes to mind for me is, is just, it's almost like before we even start praying, Mm -hmm. it's just, am I, am I locked in with Jesus? Do I have his words in me? And is, am I walking with him? Because, the prayers that are going to come out of that place are going to be a lot different than if, if we're not. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I think this is a good example of sometimes, unfortunately people will take um, scriptures that reference praying and how to pray and then take them out of context and then misinterpret them. Right. And things like that. Ask whatever mm-hmm. you wish I'm done for you, you know? And then later in 15, it says, um, this is why I'm telling you this so that anything you ask the father, he'll do for you in my name, you know, or, you know, when you hear things like uh, when you pray, believe that you've already received it, done deal, mm-hmm. right? Things right. like that. Um, but for each of these, they're, they're, they're in a greater or even context. Like James one says like, when you ask God to give you wisdom, like, don't, don't like, a- don't doubt, don't doubt it. Like, don't yeah. be double-minded. Like believe he's going to give it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. 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 But a lot of these, like John 15 is a great example are pre contextual, you know, they're pretty specific to their context. And that is all about loving one another. It's about abiding in love. Right. And the implication is not just, Hey, 
abide with me, but it's abide with me as I have a heart for loving one another and pray for things like that. And I will do it for you hundred percent because he promises that he will, right? Yeah. He doesn't promise me he's going to heal my body if I pray in faith for that. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't promise me X, Y, or Z that I want in my own life. He does promise he'll give us wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, that's implied by the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit. He does promise other things. So I just... Again, being being mindful because this is really common these days. In a lot of churches, a lot of areas, people will say things like you just mentioned of, man, if you're not praying with confidence, demanding that God heals this person, then you're not praying in faith, you right. know? Mm-hmm. But that's just not biblical. That's not what Jesus models. Like, again, you said, what does Jesus show us? This, he is God. He knows exactly what is going to happen, <laughs> you know? And yet he still prays, not my will, but yours be done, God. Yeah. You know, he prays well, he with that asks open-handedness. Him, he shares his heart with mm-hmm. his father. Hey, this is, I know we had this plan, but, but I'm staring down the barrel right now mm-hmm. and, and I'm, 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 I'm scared, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm, 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 I'm struggling, it. I'm struggling, mm-hmm. it, you know, and, and he, um, he brings that to the father. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that is a beautiful picture too. Right. And, and God wants to do something in us through that process mm-hmm. and Jesus modeled it for us. So, you know, that, uh, um, the other verse that comes to my mind that people really, this kind of goes with not necessarily praying, but like delighting yourself in the Lord and then he will give you the desires of your heart, mm, right? Yeah. Psalm 37, 4. And I think what you were saying, Dan, about, you know, when we are truly delighting ourselves in him, then we're not going to be desiring, we shouldn't be desiring yeah, things be that are... godly desires. Yes, there will be godly desires and he will fulfill it in one way or other. That's good, yeah. You know, and it's not the way we think it should be fulfilled. Um, can I share a story about Please. the prayer room? And I just want to give a plug for the prayer room on Tuesday. Last Tuesday, not, not this past, but the one before, we had a time of praying for healing and a good friend of ours came and we uh, laid hands on him and we prayed with faith and fervor and, you know, beseeching God on his behalf that God would heal him of okay. this physical pain. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we, all, I think all of us would say, can, do you believe God can do this? And we'd say, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Do we believe that he will do it? Well, we're not sure. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but there's that mixture of like faith but not enough faith. Okay, because, okay, so after after the prayer mm-hmm. meeting, <laughs> yeah. this is where Zachariah just really spoke to me. I mean, you know, his ways just I resonated with because um, he turned to me and said, my headache is gone. Mm. While you were praying, it went, went away. And I was like, oh. And then I was like, really? I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure it'll come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah. he since told me that um, his pain has decreased like 75% and, he, and it's amazing. But And he, he slept like multiple yeah, nights in a row. They, yeah. They say that hasn't happened in years. I know. Yeah. And yet there's a part of me, and I don't know if you guys feel this way, but sometimes I feel like, oh God, this is so great, but is it going to last? And, mm. you know, there's, it's the help my unbelief. Lord. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Well, and and here's the thing that I think about a lot when we when we pray for physical healing, um, like God is not okay. So did God did God raise Lazarus from the dead? Right. Sure did. Right. He, J- Jesus spoke to a dead man and he came out of the tomb. Right. Yeah. 
But did Lazarus live forever? No, he had to die again, <laughs> which die is again. a bummer. Right. Round okay. two. So that that's the reality of the world that we're in is like it's decaying and our bodies are 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 part of that you know that that process. So yeah, like God we can ask God to heal. Like I even think you know there's people in our in our church body who who have died of cancer and and God healed them, you know, mm-hmm. but then the cancer came back. Yeah. Does that does that nullify the healing? Yeah. No, no, God that's, healed. Yeah, that's so good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. But you're but, right. But, but we're just living we're living in a broken world where where death is the reality. Yeah. Where it's all appointed for us to die one day. And our <laughs> every day we're doing it. <laughs> we're, yeah. You know what I mean? We're sliding to the grave. That's so Yeah. yeah. That's so, so so I think good. like we I don't know. I think there are, there's so many different aspects to this. Like the, cause the enemy can creep in and, and, and so doubt mm-hmm. and where it's like, where God did, did, did something miraculous and we're, and we're like, nah, that, that's not real. <laughs> Must have been coincidence. Must have been a really good yeah. like ibuprofen he got, you know, whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, but also it's, it's like, no, this, this is who God is. He, he, he can do this, you know? And, mm-hmm. and I think another th- aspect to what, what we've been talking about it and, and even I just, again, I picture like the, the, you know, these generations of, of, of Israelites just like, just longing and praying, God, send this, send the Messiah. Like, you know, there is an aspect to prayer of, of persistence, mm-hmm. you know, to petition God, you know, to, to, to come before him again and again, to pray things in line with his will and ask him to do what he said he's going to do or to ask him to do what we know he's able to do, even if he hasn't told us specifically he's going to do it, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I think there, God definitely, um, he sees value in persistence in mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. And, and most of that is, is a work he's doing in the prayer, right? In he's, the pray, the person who's the praying. The person who's praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we pray, as we're being persistent, God is is changing our heart. He's transforming us. He's given us opportunity to 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 have our faith, um, you know, grow. I don't know. That's excellent. I love that what you said about, you know, that doesn't negate his the miracle that he does, or the healing that he does, or the answer that he gives. Mm-hmm. But but you're right. It's so much about our transformation through that process and our growth in Him through that process. I mean, I'm really stuck on this. I you know. Um, this couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth, were righteous and blameless before yeah. the Lord. And they prayed for the this child for many, many, many years, I'm sure, because they were advanced in years. Mm-hmm. And God chose to answer them with the child. But think of all the other Jewish blameless and righteous couples mm-hmm. who were barren and they and God said no, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that's also an answer. He's answering that prayer with mm-hmm. his perfect plan. Yeah. You know? Just encouraging. Yeah. And I mean, we keep going on this for hours because the reality is, is it's so complicated. There's so many, so many facets of our prayer lives and just reasons why it can be easier or hard depending on what's going on in your life. You know, that cancer example is a great one where we can intellectually understand that. But the reality is like, man, if Patty was dying of cancer right now or Emily or whatever, I'm sure you and I would be grasping to understand why God wouldn't heal my wife, you know? Because I, it's so clear from our perspectives. Because in our wisdom, man, it would be glorifying to God for to see people heal her body. It would be great for the kingdom to have her keep serving her family and keeping yeah. it. these things. Just make sense, right? 
But at the end of the day, I think, again, it's just a yielding and trusting mm-hmm. that God is wise. Amen. He's wise and he's faithful to his promises. And his promises are he's going to work for the good of his people always. And so just, I guess, on that that thought, I'd wrap up in just some advice of just be boldest in your prayers for the things that God's promised he's going to do, mm-hmm. you know? Because 100%, God will, will be faithful to his promises, you know, and we never have to be shy about praying for things that he said he's going to do. Lord, sanctify me. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. Lord, be 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 present in this yes. in this world. And these are things that we can pray yeah. with absolute boldness and yes. we probably should pray more for it, you know. Yeah. Those things that he hasn't promised but we know to be true, mm-hmm. still pray boldly. Or that we know he's able to do. You yeah. Mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that he's able to do. Right. I think pray, that's where we really look to Jesus and pray like he modeled, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And I'm just reading right now in Mark 14, which is another account of his prayer. He says, Abba. Father, so he's already acknowledged, God, you are Abba, Father, and mm-hmm. everything that entails. All things are possible for you. Mm. Remove this cup from me. Mm. That's what he says. He says, Abba, Father, this is possible. Take this cup away. Wow. Yeah. And then he says, but not what I will, but what you will. Mm. says, it's so clear and easy. Just God, you are Abba, Father. You are sovereign. I know you can do it. Please take this away from me. But I trust you, God. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of us could benefit from just kind of that constant attitude, that tension, like you were saying of, yeah. man, I know you can do this, Lord, and I really want it, but I trust you as sovereign. Yeah, it's like a, I like calling it a sweet spot, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. That's good. I think, I think all, all in all, all, all that to say is just come to the prayer room on Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. No, I'm just kidding. No, but, but do, you, should, you guys should come. Just do what yes. you can. Take off work. And it, you don't, not, job, and you don't have to stay the whole time, right? I mean, you could come and go, but I mean, right. really just it is yeah. a it is a sweet time of communal prayer and Thank worship. you, Tony. Thank you. Yes. And just at, on a family note there, I know for a lot of people, that prayer room time window is not possible. You know, you can't come yeah, during lunch they, hour. For, they work you in work Oakland away, or, or whatever. Even if you do yeah. work nearby, you have to, whatever. Let us know that. Don't just like not go. As a family, like, hey, just so you know, I would love to come if it was at this time instead of this time, whatever. That would really really helpful for us as just a family. Just because yeah, we do want to see it grow. We, we do want to see, like, more time slots being added and, and more opportunities for people to pray as a, as a family corporately. So, yeah. Amen. Cool. So back to Christmas, y'all. <laughs> I'm feeling so Christmassy right now. I love it. <laughs> I was playing Christmas music in my office. Yes. You have to. It's yeah. tis the season. It is. Yeah, um, and how about uh, for those that were at the crossing? How about the the recitation team and oh, just what they did? Loved it with yeah. um, it's so, like a medley. Yeah, so what we did was they they had selected some passages from the first two chapters in Luke, and they kind of had had tied together this narrative of of the birth of Jesus, the how how um, <clears throat> Gabriel came and visited Mary and what was happening with the shepherds and, you know, the manger and all that stuff. And it was just a cool way to kick off the, um, the, the series because what, what they did is they would recite a little bit and then we would sing a little bit. And then just, so it just was this really cool kind of call and response. So if you weren't here at the crossing or Altamont people, um, go check it out on YouTube. Cause I, I wonder if we could even like clip it. Maybe it has its own little thing. Yeah, and also if you weren't there, then um, you're in luck because I think something similar is happening for Christmas Eve. That's the teaching plan. Mm. So Ooh, very exciting. It's a little so round, teaser. Round two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Nate gave us some great things to kind of like discuss and kick around as, you know, in the notes. I don't know if you guys, maybe we just read some of those and like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, You know, like... He, he, he asked us to, to just kind of 
summarize the significance of this this part part of the story of Jesus, right? Because you know, we I think we've talked a lot about already this uh, God's sovereign plan unfolding, you know, redemptive history and and almost like this high point of the ages of of Jesus coming to earth. What is what is this little little chapter or snippet of it reveal to you about Jesus's story? Um, you know how what? Yeah, what are some things we can chat? No, that's on? great. And I know, like, if you're reading the, this is Luke one one through like twenty five, I think. And if you read that, it is a bit obscure at first glance. Um, yeah. If we're talking about Christmas, and I understand that, but for sure, there's some great takeaways here. You know, I think overall, one of the reoccurring themes here is just God's incredible intentionality and faithfulness throughout the history of, of Israel and his people, you know, mm-hmm. because um, it right off opens up with, with kind of this history pointing back to, you know, the days of Herod, king of Judea. And then as Luke continues, it's going to keep calling back to, man, God has been so faithful to the people of Israel. You know, next week we're going to dive into Mary and same thing. She's going to recount how God has been faithful in his promises to his people. And so I think, man, it's, 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 uh, just interesting to hear about these accounts and it's not, we're not hearing this by happenstance, you know, in the days of Herod, King of Judea, there was this priest. This isn't just like filler details. This, these are each important parts of God's redemptive story for his people, you know, and they're leading up to setting the stage for John the Baptist, which like, man, John the Baptist, I feel like for some people, the, the, the extent of it is, uh, John the Baptist, he baptized, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And yet, man, it's, he's an incredible in the story of proclaiming Jesus. He prepared the way. He prepared the way. And, yeah. and I don't know if people think about this, like John is the, the last of the prophets before Jesus comes. Hmm. He's, I mean, there's, there's prophets, but prophets, you know, look at all through the old Testament and John is the last one. Yeah. He's the final prophet. You know, in these notes, he's described as, as the promised prophet. Jesus himself says that John is the greatest of all the prophets, you know? Mm. And so this is a big deal that he's being Mm. born. And if you go to the end of Luke, I don't want to spoil it because we're going to talk about it in two weeks, but (laughs) read the account of what is promised by angels of what John is going to do. It's incredible, incredible stuff. It's miraculous stuff. And we know that John is just the teaser for the Messiah, right? And yet still, it's exciting to just as people who know Jesus and, and are excited about the, the the promises that have come through him, man, to just look back and see the story of of how God is so intentional in announcing his coming. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's the thing I was going to point to is just how, how crucial and central prophecy is to Jesus's life. He's coming to, to, to earth and, and being our, our savior, our redeemer. There is, I mean, just if you look at, the circumstances surrounding his birth, his, his life, what he did, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. There are just, there's a myriad of prophecies that were, that were spoken about written down uh, hundreds, in some cases, thousands of years before Jesus was ever born. And I think uh, it does two things for us. If we really think about it and really focus it on it, is it again, it just fills us with wonder and awe Mm -hmm. and it just, it just lets us know that our God is is amazing, and that everything um, that He's in the every little detail, mm-hmm. right? He's that there's there's no um, nothing, no not even a blade of grass, you know, like falls without mm-hmm. His His um, you know sovereign hand over it, and 
The second thing it does for us is it's just an incredible bolster to our faith. And I know a lot of people, it's a part of them coming to faith in Jesus and trusting the claims of the Bible because it's like, man, how how could all it's impossible? It is so statistically and logically mm-hmm. impossible all, for all those prophecies. For all these prophecies to, to come, even if I was trying to, yeah, right. even if I if I said I'm going to devote my whole entire life, and I had a whole group of people that were working towards it, you couldn't even do it. And so it just really does bolster our faith, and and really it it proves the the claims of Jesus proves the claims of the Bible in, in a profound way. Yeah, this um, this little section that we're starting off with with um, John's birth, you know, it goes back the the fact that Jesus was already planned before the foundation of the world, you know, in Genesis one where um, or Genesis two where you know God says to Eve like from your descendant will yeah. come one that's going to crush the head of the serpent, right? Mm-hmm. That was already prophesied. In the very, very beginning. So cool. And then um, all of that, like you said, thousands of years of prophecies. And in in Galatians 4, 4, it says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. So this this is it. This is the fullness of time had finally come. And, you know, and, and, uh, it's, 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 Funny because we're we're in the in between stage, right? Of Christ, well, Christ, his first coming, his first coming. Now we're waiting for his second coming. You know, and it says that he's going to come on the clouds with the trumpet. The trumpet mm-hmm. is like that announcing, like like Preparing John is going to yeah. do, right? <laughs> yeah. And when that time comes, it's going to come suddenly, and it's and we're hopefully, if we're alive and remain, we're going to be. So welcoming him, yeah. you know, coming on the clouds, coming as a warrior this time and not as a baby. Yeah. And um, the fullness of time will have come at that point too. Yeah. But this idea of the fullness of time, you know, um, Paul says it again, that he, uh, that the purpose that God had, he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. So we are, we're talking about this fullness. This is it. This is that fullness when, you know, John was going to come and prepare a way and then Jesus is going to come. Oh, that's so amazing. I was, have you guys ever, (laughs) this is a little side note, have you guys ever been somewhere where you thought maybe you heard the trumpet blast? Like I was, you're okay. like, oh no! I'm like, it's happening, it's happening. <laughs> so, I, so we a couple of years ago, we we were driving to uh, Marin County to go to a wedding uh, of, of a family from the church, and and it was like during that that crazy like atmospheric river, and you know, like the mm. rain was just. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And it kind of felt like the end of the world, you know, like, and so when we drove to this like little coastal town, like there was this like siren. Oh. And I was like, this is it, Lord. This is it. <laughs> Does this sound like a trumpet to <laughs> you? Were, I don't know, it, it felt, it just felt. <laughs> yeah, it, surreal. Yeah, it felt surreal. Um, but it wasn't, by the way. Did you, Were you happy <laughs> to hear this trumpet? I was. I yeah. was. I was. I mean, it was a little, it was a little like, wow. And this wow. is, this. we're really getting in the weeds here, but. <laughs> Uh, Jesus did not come back. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, no, 
It's uh, it, it is, it is though amazing just to to think, and and that's really kind of what we're what we're capturing by lighting the Advent candles. Exactly. You know, each right. Sunday is we are anticipating. Renew- yeah, we're renewing our anticipation mm-hmm. because it it gets so easy to just get into the the doldrums or yes. or to feel the cares of the world kind of weigh you down, and to not kind of like keep our eyes to the skies. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and to just be just waiting and anticipating and and living like staying ready for him to come, mm. you know, and, uh, yeah. That's good. I love it. I mean, cause it says, don't, you don't want to be one who shrinks back. Like yeah. it says in the Bible, we want to be excited and eager for his second coming, yeah. you know? And mm. so that is kind of what we want to work toward. No, it's so good. I think it's probably kind of like our main encouragement with this week's episode of this podcast is just, yeah, we're heading into Christmas season, you know, and people all over the country or the world are in a season of celebration, you know, and so many of them have no idea why, mm-hmm. really, you know, they'll celebrate Santa, they'll celebrate gifts, they'll mm-hmm. put their lights up. And I love all those things, 100%. Mm-hmm. But man, it's like, are we participating in and pointing towards just the 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 uncomparable fruit and sweetness and joy of celebrating and, and, and harking, you know, to, to the coming of Jesus. Are we, are we not, you know? And I think for a lot of us as Christians, like, man, we, we put our lights up, we do all the stuff. And then Christmas Eve service, we sing our carols and go home, you know? And yet we could have had this whole month of just, man, of focusing on, like you said, fixing our eyes and beholding Jesus and his promises, you know? Mm. And so that's my encouragement. I think today is just like, man, really pray for these things. And like we said before, that sweet spot of, praying with confidence and also just a sense of submission to God of, mm-hmm. I mean, can you please just open doors and create opportunities for me in this season? You know, I'm sure every single one of us has family members that we're going to be seeing that we normally don't coworkers who have conversations, you know, friends, different things. It is like, it is the, the fruit are low for the picking when it comes to mm-hmm. turning the conversation towards Jesus. Cause everyone's talking about Christmas right now, you know? Yeah. And so that's my big hope is just, man, I want to, use this season to as if I was standing right here seeing an angel talk about what's going to be happening in the coming of Jesus just have that sense of excitement about this time you know Mm -hmm. and through that not just stir people up but man point towards the beauty of Jesus right well that's kind of what we're getting at right it's glimpses of glory Mm -hmm. and there if we're paying attention there are uh, opportunities everywhere to experience the divine, to experience God's glory. And whether it's through, you know, uh, just a moment of prayer, whether it's through a conversation, whether it's through coming to, to, to worship on a Sunday morning or going to the grocery store or writing an email, whatever, like there, cause I, I know I was thinking about, you know, Zechariah and, and I don't know, could you, they probably just woke up that day. You know, normal day. It's just a normal day. It's a normal day. Like, and obviously, you know, he, he's, he gets to do this honor of like, you know, bringing the, the, the sacrifice mm-hmm. in, the, in the temple. And, um, but there's no way that they would have thought today's the day that the events of are going to get kicked into motion of the Messiah coming to earth. They would have never thought that. That's you know? right. Or, or they never would have thought that today is the day God's going to answer our prayer, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just think we need to keep our radar open, you know, for where where God's going to pop up and do His thing. Sometimes we just miss it because we're, we're just we're like blowing past it. We're too busy. We're distracted. We're we're discouraged. We're just 
um, like not, not expecting aware. it. Not yeah. expecting it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to like toot our own horn again, but we just <laughs> talked last week about worship, right? Right. And one of the things we talked about was the reality of like, man, our worship has to be inward. It has to be outward. And we got to do it together. And I'm just thinking about all this Christmas stuff. And there's just so many things that, that have the potential to be worship or not, you know, mm-hmm. godly worship or not. Yeah. And it's like, what, what defines that? It's not whether we do it or not. You know, it's not what lights we buy. It's not whatever. It's our heart. It's mm-hmm. our heart and our focus during those moments. And so, yeah, just don't squander those opportunities to worship the living God. Mm. Connie, final thoughts. Oh gosh, I am speechless. That was just beautiful. <laughs> All right, sweet. More, more, more uh, horn tooting. <laughs> more ho- horn tooting. I'm done tooting. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Oh. Well, hey, we really hope you have been encouraged with this time. And seriously, we hope you're getting excited about the coming weeks, you know, the next three weeks plus Christmas Eve plus, which is a rare occasion, the opportunity to worship on Christmas morning, you know, and I get it. Part of me is not excited about waking up on Christmas morning and going to church and doing a service, you know, because it's work. (laughs) And I know we all have our own stuff with our families, but also, man, what a beautiful opportunity to, as a faith family, celebrate the coming of Jesus on Christmas day, right? Mm, doesn't sure. have to be a lot of work for you. Make it a family thing, you know, and let's come celebrate Jesus together. Have a great time. We're going to have some hot cider and some treats at mm-hmm. that service to so just party together on Christmas morning. It's going to be great. Yes. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you. Merry Christmas. It's not too early to say Merry Christmas. No. Merry Christmas, everyone. There we go. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> and to all a good... <laughs> afternoon whatever whatever you're listening yeah (laughs) okay bye bye thank you for listening be sure to subscribe for future episodes of behold if you would like more information about valley bible church or if you'd like resources from this episode go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold catch you guys next week